0: Defender discussions for October 13, we get into the uh, most recent competitions for the Dort University defenders and a look ahead and uh, we are going to, uh, my my name's Mike Biker and we are joined today by Matt Boss, who has warmed up from last night being out in the wind and
1: Ian Eshelman
0: and uh, you guys out in the wind yesterday with baseball or not?
1: Yeah, we were out there uh, a little bit, just took some batting practice, kind of a lighter day, but it was definitely a windy one. How much do you bundle up on a day like yesterday? I just throw on a hoodie yeah. with your sh- regular practice shorts for a coach, and you're good to go.
0: Well, see, I see these guys in postseason baseball. It looks like they're dressed for winter. I mean, are they just not as tough as you guys are or what?
1: They're probably smarter.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Um, how long do you keep practicing? Just curious. Uh, finish this week and then next week. Okay. It will, then uh, after that, we'll be inside a little bit. But that's the full team practices. When's the dome going to get up and when are you going to start? Are you going to jump in there right
0: away? Or are you going to wait till after the first of the year? What's going to happen there? Officially,
1: it's after the first of the year. I've heard there's a chance maybe sometime in December. So okay, if, we, if possible, we'll take advantage of that. I noticed they were working on the headhouse again this morning. So I know they've got to get that sealed
0: up before they can get the dome pressurized and up so we'll see when that gets finished
2: ian curious you said baseball's over next week what happens between then and when practice starts back up in january do they lift do you have individual workouts or what happens
1: yeah so they'll be lifting the guys will be lifting the whole basically the whole year all the way through uh up until finals week and then um as far as baseball activity we'll have some like They'll, they'll be working on their own for a few weeks we'll have a couple weeks where we can be more hands-on uh, but it'll be a lot of more um, individual for hitters like cage time pitchers and uh, just in training sessions and um yeah just a lot more kind of development trying to get uh adjust on what we learned from the fall to prepare for the spring so yeah
0: and once you get into the spring things really have hit fast uh, we got off topic let's 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 talk uh soccer first of all Matt you were in orange city and on the heels of Saturday's wins or win and tie for over Morningside, uh, went to Orange City, played Northwestern, and the women's soccer team uh, survived a challenge from the Northwestern Red Raiders last night.
2: Yeah, it wasn't easy. Um, Dort scored two in the first half and uh, looking pretty good, uh, pretty strong. Um, I think it was Avril and Jory. That yep. had, no, it was Karina. Karina and then got Jory. the first one, yeah. Yeah, and so a 2 nothing lead feeling pretty good about yourself but uh, lo and behold Northwestern put one in early second half and all of a sudden it's a two to one game and we've watched a lot of soccer you know strange things can happen you get a foul in the box leads to a PK so a one goal lead I know sitting there watching it I was on edge but uh, like in previous matches Dort found a way to get uh, their players open. Avril Bacom scored in during the 78th minute, and then just two minutes later, Jory Bronner did the same thing, off an assist from Avril. And those players continue just to produce and deliver in crucial times. Well,
0: they're tough to match up with, it seems. I mean, uh, we've talked about you've got one on each side that can produce. And then you've also got somebody with a big leg like a uh, Catherine Coyman who can send the ball into the box from uh, from midfield and just wreak havoc that way. And then you've got Jory Bronner as well. So a lot of weapons. It seems like this team has hit their stride. They've also probably benefited from some scheduling as well because uh, they had to play some very challenging teams up front. You kind of start to question yourself. Now you're into October, playing a little better, probably playing some teams that are around you in the standings. So they position themselves nicely here for presentation on Saturday and then Jamestown, who's the conference leader, next week at home.
2: Yeah, presentation, a team that's kind of on the borderline in terms of qualifying for the top eight for the conference tournament. On the road, it's a long drive, could be chilly, you don't know what the weather. But then that Jamestown match, uh, we can't look ahead too far, but that Jamestown, they're coming to town next Wednesday and they are unbeaten in conference play.
0: Some women closing in on records as well, right? Uh, Karina, tell where she sit for assists.
2: She is right now second all time at Dort for assists in a season uh, one to tie, two to break the record. And then Avril continues to climb in terms of career goals in just one and a half years. She uh, had 21 last year, 17 now this year, 38 for her career, and I believe she's probably top seven by now.
0: Yeah, Julie Vanderkoy has the – Cooey has the – I got to get that last name right and uh, it's been a long it's been a lot of years but uh, back when I started here at Dort uh, I think it was year number 2 she uh, had 14 assists in one season and Avril Bacom, you speak of her last year she had 21 uh, uh, 21 goals that was second all time she's now tied with Kate Demay uh, for fifth place in terms right. of uh, right. in terms of another spot in terms of single season goals scored Men ho-hum another couple ties and the one on saturday we talked about a tie that felt like a win last week in the wednesday night competition where you snuck one out and got one late the tie on saturday almost felt like a loss
2: yeah it was the reverse um up three two with under 20 seconds to go you give up a late goal and there was some added time in there as well um yeah, uh, you still get a point but like you said it feels like a loss. Um, Blake Hansen had a phenomenal game against Morningside. That third goal that seemed to be the go ahead and the game winner. Yep. He just willed himself to get to score one in the back of the net. So he was awesome. Uh, but still a point against Morningside a team that has had uh, their way against the Defenders in years past.
0: So the Defenders now on the road with presentation and talking with coach Gressy this morning presentation a team that has played well at the start of competitions, and then they kind of fade. Their roster isn't really big, so uh, Coach Gressy said, yeah, we uh, we get to halftime in good shape. You hope that your conditioning and your depth takes over. We're going to be a couple men down as well. They've gotten to their five yellow limit, and uh, that is not uncommon. And uh, So they're going to have to sit on the Saturday, and then they'll have a fresh, uh, I guess they can pick up another three before they need to sit again. But that is not uncommon for those of you not familiar with soccer. Uh, It happens, and it's kind of like fouling out in basketball is what I compare it to. We take a look at hockey. Speaking of cardiac kids, just another ho-hum, couple of overtime wins and shootouts and those kind of things for them last week as well, right, Ian?
1: Uh, Yeah, they actually – picked up on another overtime win to make it four in a row on Friday. And then Saturday uh, they decided they were tired of overtime and they won 10 to zero in regulation. Right. So um, totally different, different uh, approach to the win for, for the defender hockey team. But they they do move to six and O on the season. Um, they've got a tough task uh, coming up this weekend with two time uh, defending ACHA champions, uh, Hope college. Um, but, They've, the Hope has only played two games this year. Um, they're 2-0 and right now. Uh, but, yeah, the defenders, uh, they look good. They're getting a lot of production from young players. Uh, in Saturday's 10-0 win over Nebraska-Omaha, they had um, three players uh, pick up their first career goals. Uh, that was Nathan Fanning, Austin Green, and Austin Rosenbaum. And uh, Fanning and Green actually both picked up a hat trick in that game. So, uh, grab your first three goals in the same game, I guess why not?
0: And you've said that they play hope this weekend
1: and then is it another two weeks and they're finally at home? Is it uh, it's a uh, it's hope this weekend on the road uh, in Michigan and then the next weekend we have a Friday only. Uh, game with Nebraska Omaha here in Sioux Center. That's right. That is uh,
2: part of Defender Days,
1: correct?
0: Yep. Yep. So, And that's the beginning of what, 12 or 14 games in a row at home, I believe? Yeah, it's quite a few after that. Yeah, so lots of opportunities to see the defenders in action on the ice coming up. Uh, That's hockey. We check-in with cross-country, and that seems like a long time ago already, but Saturday hosted the Great Plains Athletic Conference cross-country, no, a preview of sorts, I'm getting ahead of myself, but hosted the uh, DORT Invitational, the Holiday and Express invite, sorry Henry, screwed that up the first time around, but uh, uh, the women a dominating performance, the men a dominating performance, and really ran well on Saturday. Right.
2: How about a couple of wins for each defender team? The women forty nine points. You had uh, two in the top five. You had five in the top sixteen. So an all around great performance for the ladies, led by Jessica Campman and Christine Hahnemichael. It's not the first time you've heard those two names, and hopefully, hopefully not the last either. As uh, Jessica once again a second place finish. Uh, great race for Jessica. as She continues to run strong after kind of uh, being a little bit dinged up in the uh, early going in the preseason, but seems to be running well. Christine hanna just doing what she does. Very solid as a number two, sometimes a number one runner. Um, I like to see Lucy Burkowski up there. She did a great job again, 12th for her, and then uh, a couple of freshmen, Molly Mulder, Jessica Opfer, continue to make noise for the defenders. Great Plains
0: Athletic Conference Championship coming up in three weeks from this Saturday. In the meantime, preparing for Mount Marty, uh, the invite coming up on uh, a week from this Saturday. And uh, did we mention Joe Anderson and uh, Jessica Campman earned Great Plains Athletic Conference Runners of the Week as well?
2: We did not. Both Athletes. It's their second time getting that honor. And Joe, uh, unbelievable on Saturday, 24 19. He won the men's 8K, and that's almost a minute off of his previous uh, career best. Um, the men overall, I think, had 18 personal bests on Saturday, so uh, just an outstanding performance. Eric Steiger right behind Joe in the number two spot. Davis top 10 as well, and Peter Shippey uh, was a top 10. He finished ninth, 24-54, five guys under that 25 mark.
0: Football was in action the previous night on Friday night and uh, the Friday night lights, and it did not start well for the Defenders. Got down nine to nothing. Uh, had some turnovers early, and just took a little while to get going. And then we had just some weird stuff happen. And I, you would have thought it was the end of October with the weird things happening. Then uh, week number two of, I mean the second Friday, we had a kick. We had a kickoff, get fumbled or touched, and then recovered for a touchdown. I'm not sure that call was correct. I tried looking in the rule book and I got more confused, but uh, the defenders got that one. Um, they also had a blocked punt that set up a short field. We had a blocked field goal at the end of the first half. Um sure I'm missing something else in there. A lot of momentum swings. Defenders come out on top in that one, and I would say it was a case of the defense was able to get to Mount Marty's quarterback and force some issues. Um, If he had time to throw, he was completing passes, so they had to put pressure on and they were able to get the job done that way. Ethan Thomas was able to make some plays in in the open field as well, and uh, it's going to be a challenge on Saturday, taking on a Northwestern team that's very good. That'll be a 1 o'clock kickoff in Sioux Center, but... uh, Uh, You point to this one as a measuring stick. There are two teams in the conference that Dort has not beaten in football up to this point. Morningside's one of them. The other is Northwestern. And uh, Until you're able to beat one of those, you feel like you're kind of at that plateau of, yeah, we're getting better, but we're not quite there yet.
2: It'll be an exciting environment. Um, It's going to be a packed stadium, a packed house on Saturday. Um, Northwestern, like you said, very talented team. They've had a lot of success in the past years. A veteran roster, um, really no weaknesses when you look at what they do offensively, defensively, and special teams. It's a strong, strong roster, good test for the defenders coming up.
0: Yep, and that'll be a one o'clock kickoff, and that's uh, they want us to wear white for that one as well, I believe. I, I don't know if I have anything that's completely white. I usually shy away from that, but
2: I don't have anything defender white yet. <laughs>
0: they, they want us to wear white as that's part of the cancer awareness. And uh, golf wrapped up the false portion of their schedule this past week, and uh, I would say that's probably time to... Turn their work inside and uh, get ready for Great Plains Athletic Conference play in the spring. And uh, I I don't even think we have the spring schedule yet from Coach Crane. I hope to catch up with him after he puts the, the ridge to bed as well, after they start getting things put together for uh, the winter season out there. But uh, they golfed in Kansas City last weekend. Sounded like it was a great course. Sounded like it was a little chilly one morning and they had to wait a little while with getting out there. But uh, uh, kind of an up-and-down weekend. Uh, You look at the scores, and there were dramatic improvements, and then there were players who lost three and five strokes from day one to day two. And I don't know if it's the time of the year the mental fatigue takes place, but uh, probably not the consistency that they would want at this – that they want as they head into the spring,
2: correct. Um, challenging course, uh, from what I could uh, from what I could tell, and talking to a few of them. Um, the men's team led by Freddie Bullock. He was probably the most consistent out there. Seventy five on the opening day, seventy three on day two. Good performance by Freddie. Dutch Farr had uh, a 72 on day two. That's something to highlight if I flip over to the women a minute. Rachel uh, Bostwick led the defenders. 89, she shaved off three strokes from around one total. So kind of the usual suspects, the usual names up there doing uh, performing well for the Dort. Men's and
0: women's basketball
2: GPAC polls
0: released earlier today, and we just had a chance to quickly glance at them in the in a nutshell. The Defender women third with one first-place vote, and the men end up fifth. And when you start to factor it out and look at things, uh, yeah, the men are fifth, but everybody in front of them fared very well in the postseason last year. You have Jamestown there, you have uh, Concordia, you had Briarcliff, Northwestern, and Dort, and uh, those are the top five teams on the men's side, and the women what did we say? It was Morningside and Dakota, Dakota Wesley. Yeah. So, and Dakota Wesley and a team that I think they had a tough draw when it got to the national field. And I don't think they survived the first round, if memory serves me correctly. But um, probably have almost everybody back as uh, we're still working through that one final year of COVID, two two more years, this year and next year. We're dealing with those COVID seniors, if you will. But uh, And some of the teams taking more advantage of that than others, but uh, that's how the GPAC poll shapes up. I'd expect the national poll to be released uh, probably later this week.
2: And correct me if I'm wrong, Saturday, basketball, is it? Uh...
0: They're doing a tip-off thing at 5 o'clock. Yep. Um, they are going to scrimmage. They're going to have the dance team out there. Uh, they're going to give away prizes. It will be a fun afternoon for all. I don't know that I'll be there. I've got a few other plans, but uh, just because I'm not there doesn't mean other people can't go and, and enjoy it. what time does that start? It. That's going to be at 5 o'clock, so it gives you a little time okay. to get over from the football field to the basketball, and uh, they expect uh, – they're doing that because of uh, Defender Days being later. They're actually playing games on Defender Day weekend, and they can't do their normal tip-off, so that's why they're doing it on Saturday. I think that's it. We went through it in a hurry, but uh, – Got somebody else that we've got to call and get an interview taken care of as well. So I think that is it. I think we've hit all of the headlines. And uh, man, volleyball last night? Briar Cliff struggled. Okay. And we we were good. We were good. Um, Ellie Boss uh, didn't have much trouble at all at the net. Uh, I think we hit nearly 400 as a team. Yeah, so do. that usually that indicates that the opponent probably isn't getting uh, isn't playing defense at the net like they need to. I mean, that that's what it boils down to. Tough stretch coming up for the volleyball team. I'm glad you reminded me. Um, on Saturday they go to Midland. On Thursday of next week they resume that match with Jamestown. That's tied one-one, so it's a best of three at seven o'clock on Thursday and then Friday they go to Dakota Wesleyan, and then the following Wednesday they go to Jamestown, and then the following Saturday they have defender days with Northwestern. That's five teams rated, I believe, in the top 12 yeah. in the most recent poll in the span of about uh, 12 days or so. so. That's a rough stretch, that's, Mike. That's, that's, that's going to be a challenge. I won't share what my thoughts are in terms of what I'd be happy with because you want to go in and you want to win them all. But that's going to be a stretch, and uh, we're, this team right now we're playing, uh, playing without Grace Langmeier. She's out with an injury. So uh, dealing with a shuffling lineup, Coach uh, Smith talked about that at the conclusion of the match last night as well. But uh, the, uh, the defenders will be in competition this, uh, this Saturday at Midland. That is going to do it. We've got to wrap it up, and uh, we will talk to you next week with our next Defender Discussions.